all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. And welcome, everybody. Welcome. You can follow us on all your favorite and our favorite social meds at... Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and TikTok at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. So we've had a, we've had a couple of light topics in a row. We have. We have had a couple of light topics, and we've got a couple of big-ish topics coming up, like famous-ish, big-ish. Like anniversaries? Um, kind of. Okay. Um, one hint is that our next episode will be coming out on Valentine's Day. Okay. And the other will be an anniversary of sorts, just not the exact type. Okay, I see what you mean. And it is... I will tell you, it has brought up many swim thoughts. Sure. So, but okay. what I mean by that, what I mm. mean by that is today, when I was thinking about this particular disaster that I'm going to be researching, I was, I started having like huge thoughts about my own like version of spirituality. And my own, like, very deep thoughts about... um, (laughs) You were going there. I was going there. As I'm swimming, I'm thinking about these things, and as I'm showering afterwards, and like... I I had those similar thoughts and feelings the day after the Bills blew their game against the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) You started re-evaluating your entire life. I I started, like, witnessing my life from, like, above in the clouds, like, what has being a Bills fan really gotten you in life? (laughs) Like, <laughs> Philosophically. Yeah. Like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? <laughs> I did also have another thought. Um, so I, t- I was telling you before we started recording that I had a dream that we had a live show, but it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know something I was thinking? It might be fun, and it's something for us to consider, that once we're, quote, back to normal, meaning whatever the new normal is where we don't all have to stay away from each other because of COVID when it's endemic, when whatever happens happens. Cause that could be a year, two years. It's kind of a dot, dot, dot timeline. The new matrix. Yeah. That we'll all slide into. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it might be fun for us to go ahead and do an in-person live show here in our area. Okay. Just invite friends and family like just sure. as a fun thing to yeah. have a live audience, and of course anyone local is welcome to come. We do have several. And then if anyone wants to travel, they sure can. Although obviously, <laughs> yeah, I, would, I no. wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> would, let alone, yes, because <laughs> um, we have uh, our audience. Uh, don't is travel like flung. no, please don't, don't. Don't travel like more than like if it's more than a two-hour drive, then just don't. Yeah, do I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have specifically wanted to visit Raleigh, and this yeah. gives you a good and excuse. Yeah, there you go. Um, but again, that this is going to be way off in time, because who knows when that could happen. But I just thought that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. Like, you know, our friends and family would come because they pity us, you, you know? know? It would be, there'd be many places that would be easy to do it around here. A, yeah, you just a, rent a, a, a little A brewery theater. being a good place to do it. That's true. All the, if the... Some of those rooms have all the oak barrels and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's like that perfect acoustics. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, just rent a room somewhere. That and, too. Um, and it could be a good reason to, a good excuse to have all our friends and family. Yes. You know, sort of like for our reception. <laughs> let's let's come less... together and talk about a tragedy. Yes. <laughs> We'd have to pick like the perfect topic. And the Titanic. A... We, we do the Titanic for that one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there like, we go. Everybody knows the story. 
you. Maybe we can feed them a nugget or two yep. that they didn't know. It's long enough in the past that no <laughs> yeah. one's going to get too. It's still out. And, it, and it's still in its own right to me. I think it's still fascinating. Like it really is. Sure. Um, and my my disdain for the entire topic <laughs> yeah, so make should be it, entertaining. And when they had the um, when they had the exhibit here at the Museum of History, yeah. mm-hmm. I I went to go see it, mm-hmm. and it was underwhelming, mm-hmm. but it was fun to go see yeah. it was just like you know i there were certain things that i wish i had seen that weren't there the coolest thing i saw easily was the the crow's nest bell huh. oh okay that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah and it was all just like like dented in like you could mm-hmm. tell they picked it up off the bottom of yeah. the ocean floor yeah so but that was pretty cool but other than that it was just like but yeah so that could be something fun to do yes. you know and maybe for a milestone uh I, we have a milestone episode every 50 week every 50 so, weeks yeah every 50 episodes and uh warning so if we decide to do the titanic then that means don't drive like for more than 45 minutes away <laughs> really <laughs> you know all about you know it, it anyway <laughs> you know, there's several that i feel that way about princess diana's one the 25th yes. anniversary of her death is coming up this year and I'm just, I am That's one that everybody knows. You know, we need to cover it at some point, but I constantly feel like, what do I have to say that hasn't been said? Especially after listening to You're Wrong About. Sure. Although, I think we could focus on the actual accident a whole lot more, but then that'd be a super bummer. Well, it, it's going like, to be the way. Like, let's talk about the exact injuries. Diana I was not had. Like, into the royal family. Couldn't have told you shit about him, except for like Princess Diana and, and <gasps> Prince Charles. But even I remember, like, where oh, I, I was when I when I got the right when I sure. turned on the TV and it was everywhere. I have an idea okay. that maybe I can rope my mother into being. Mm. She she's very big she into is. the monarchy. Um, maybe she would. She is so not the kind of person who would want to do this. You are so excited to have your mother on this podcast. I kind of to put her, like, really on this My spot. mother-in-law. <laughs> yes. She's closer to me than she is to you. What do you mean? I'm, I'm joking. It what? Was just, it was just a joke, literally. I don't get it, though. What's it, funny about it? Nothing. Just... <laughs> It's just the joke is, of course she's closer to you than so she is irony, to me. So irony yes. what you were going for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's hilarious. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> what are we drinking wait today? To, wait Let's to follow, move along. Way to follow along. <laughs> you know that I just have genuine reactions. I'm not a play along kind of person because you are not. Just whatever I'm thinking is right here on my face. Oh, I've and seen comes that. Comes out of my mouth. Yes, you're aware of that. Yes, you I know am. who you married. I do. <laughs> so we mm. are drinking. Mm-hmm. I am drinking. Yes. I think we've been drinking this exact combination the past few. <laughs> well, I've been drinking this exact combination yes. for the majority of our time. Everybody knows it's the greatest, yes. the national local beer. Yes, indeed. What do you have? Uh, I still have. I've been, still I have. Keep, I but keep you got a new this, one today. Well, a new six-pack. Yes, new six-pack. I keep getting this bad penny brown ale. I've just been on a brown ale kick. It's been on sale. <laughs> and, it, you know... Harris Teeter's just had a, a sure. Harris Teeter's just been on like a unimaginative bend lately. Pretty much for the crafties. Yeah, we need to go back to great. pharmacy and get. I think some, so. I think at some point something fancy. At least for our two fifty episode, which is in ten weeks. Believe it or not, this is two forty. This is two hundred forty episodes. Two hundred forty straight weeks. Yeah. All right. That's wild. I don't know that I've done anything else for 240 straight weeks in my life. Probably not. Yeah, probably not either. <laughs> Other than taxes, been alive. it felt like I've done like, taxes for 250 I've been alive weeks. for that that mm-hmm. whole span. That's the, that's the one thing we both know. Right. So, yes. every, everybody listening. No, you gave me some hints. Yeah. I did. Okay. Everybody listening knows what it is. Right. I gave you it. a hint before. The hint before was... This takes place at a at a college. Oh, a, oh. That's all I said. Oh, you're right. Why did I immediately think sports? Is it about sports? It is. Oh, okay. It, so, it's it's college sports. Yes. Therefore, it's a uh, it's revolving around college sports. Revol- and you said it's a real disaster, not yeah, like a fun. It's a, no, this is this thing. is not going to be. This fun. is a death and destruction sort of disaster. It is. Okay. Around a college and college athletics. Um. And like I said before, we had uh, we covered the basketball game mm-hmm. 
disaster uh, in New York. Yep. Central College of New York. Right. And Or City the, College of New York. Right. And the big game of 1900. Mm-hmm. Um, We've covered an auto event. And, right? Yeah. How is that college? Well, I'm just saying sports. Oh, sports. We've, yeah. A marathon. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Yeah, we just did that. Um, can you... It's in the U.S., I'm guessing. It is. Is it football? It has to do with football, yes. It does have to do with football. Mm-hmm. And what, what is... Is it Newt Rockney? No. No. What is the most football state in America? Alabama one of One of the two. Or Texas. There you go. Texas. Okay. okay. Texas Tech. Nope. UT. No. Nope. Aggies. Whoever yes, they correct. Are. Yes. Who Texas are the Aggies? A- Texas A&M. Texas A&M. And the story... <gasps> the bonfire. Mm-hmm. It's the bonfire. It yes, is. we have had this suggested. I was. That's why I wanted to by yes. somebody, and I'm yes. sorry for not knowing who because I didn't know what the topic was. We'll we'll shout them out next week. Yes. Um. Okay. So I have only heard of this topic. I actually don't know any details about it. It was mentioned uh, on a. I listened to a couple of different sports YouTube shows, independent, okay. and it was mentioned by one like just in passing. Okay. And I was like. Man, I was like, I remember when that happened. Like, I was... Okay, so it was recent-ish. Yes. Okay. Recent-ish. Okay. Nine, La- last century. 98, still, 99? 99 is correct. Oh, so okay. we are. I don't know how I knew that. We are doing the 1999 Texas A&M bonfire collapse. Mm. So on November 17th, 1999, the annual Aggie bonfire began with the beginning of the placement of logs. At approximately 2.42 a.m. the following day on November 18, 1999, the annual Aggie bonfire at Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas, collapsed during its construction. Mm. The 59-foot-high, oh my god, or 18 meters, uh, high stack, consisting of about 5,000 logs, collapsed during construction. Of the 58 students and former students working on the stack, 12 were killed and oh. 27 were injured. My God, that's a high death count for such a an innocuous seeming thing. So gonna, now I'm, I'm gonna, sure I'm gonna start off with a picture. This is the only picture I remember. Oh to print. wow, that's what it looks like when it's completed. That is very. So high. you can see the building in the background yeah. for, and people next to it for scale. So yes. you can see uh-huh. just how well, freaking fi- high it is. Fifty nine feet is almost it's six, six stories. stories. Yeah, we can just go ahead and yeah, call it six up. stories. <laughs> um, so. And I'm sure you'll get into this. It was not lit? We're going to get okay. into the... Okay. The logistics. The process of building this thing mm-hmm. was a far deeper rabbit hole than I realized okay. I was going to go on. Well, I'll tell you, it doesn't look like what I expected. I I mean, I guess for six stories high, you have to be very organized about the construction. You do. When I think That's a bonfire... That's going to come into play. Yeah. When I think a bonfire, I think like crisscross logs yep. and... Yep. But then you're not going to get very high think, unless you have a hugely high... I think of somebody's base. backyard... Right. A fire pit. And yes, mm-hmm. a bunch of like uh, brush trees that you got from the woods because the woods is literally like 30 feet away. Right. And some logs, throw mm-hmm. it in. Throw on some uh, lighter fluid. Some lighter fluid, mm-hmm. light it up, and it's good. Like, and you just <laughs> this yeah. is closer to a building collapse. Yes, it's really? pretty it's much a, exactly what it's it is. It's a structure collapse. It is. It is a okay. structural collapse, and we will get into all of that okay. by story's end. Okay, by story's end. So Texas A and M University and bonfire tradition. Okay. So we've done okay, at least one or two episodes in Texas. We had the. Mm-hmm. Texas oh, City yeah. explosion. Yep, we've done a um, hurricane. Yes, Gal- that was Galveston. Galveston. Oh yeah, we've been to Texas before. So, so College Station, Texas. Correct. I'll get into okay. all of that. Okay. Um, so we have been to we, Texas yes. before uh-huh. in our episodes. Uh-huh. I'm sure most people in the world have at least heard of Texas. But yeah, Texas has heard of Texas. Yes, yes, it certainly has. I'm pretty has. sure Texas feels like it's. The most it's a, it's a state pretty big state, and I want to say it's definitely a top five populous state. I would sure think so. I think Where it ranks, California, New York, it's Texas, probably third or fourth. Yeah, it's in there. I actually think New York is fifth. New York is slipping. Huh? Everybody's moving here. <laughs> it's true. So Texas A and M University, um, the A and M meaning agricultural and mechanical, also known as A and M or TAMU, meaning TAMU. yep Texas A and M University. Uh, 
received a public land grant research university located in College Station, Texas. It was founded in 1876 and became the flagship university of the Texas A&M University System in 1948. As of fall 2021, Texas A&M's student body is the largest in the United States. Really? With an undergraduate undergraduate enrollment of Can I get guess? this, yes. 100,000 plus. No. Am I too high? You're way too high. Oh, okay. So no college has that many. 50? Uh, you're right around there. I'm going to go we're going to okay. go with 53,119. Wow. So undergrad enrollment. Undergrads. Yes, so, that doesn't include Right. I think the overall it said was like seventy seven or something like, something stupid that's like a that. That's a large. That's a it's large a, town. That's yes. a decent sized town. Decent sized city. Yeah. <laughs> Just have... in in a college. So, um, and stop me if you're going to get into this, but like, you hear of A and M universities, A and T universities, yep. stuff like that. They're they're all older kind of names. Okay. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit with okay. this nickname. So the idea is they sort of like specialize in, well, the A is agricultural. When they originally were formed, it was uh-huh. like, we're a college for this. You okay. Know, meaning, and then they expanded out. To, right. Okay. okay. And we'll get into the, okay. the irony of, because Texas A&M originally did not have any agricultural classes at all. <laughs> but it was still called it, A&M. It was. <laughs> and even named the and, Aggies. <laughs> and we will get into that. Um, so Texas A&M is the only university in Texas to hold simultaneous des- designations as a land, sea, and space grant institution. Huh. It has projects funded by NASA, the National Institutes of Health, or NIH, the National Science Foundation, and the Office of Naval Research, just to name a few. So real quick, where in Texas is College Station? Or what's it by? Is it by Houston or Dallas? Or... You know what? Um, oh, I dear. Did, not did you lo- not look I it up? I did not. I, I want to look. I, I just know see. Texas A&M. No, I've heard of it. Um, I want to say it's like central. I want to say it's closer to... Station, Texas. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is actually, it's sort of like between Austin and Houston. That kind of makes sense. Yes. A little bit. It's not is that, that's, like triangulated uh, that's, between Austin, that's Houston, and Waco. So that's kind of southeast. Kind of, but not, not by the ocean or anything. Mm. Still a little ways away. Yeah, kind of equidistant. I did not really Austin think to look that up because I'm just like Texas A&M. Like, I know where it is. Everybody's heard of that. But yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's kind of, kind of in the sticks. But a lot of those big schools really are. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So... The school students, alumni, and sports teams are known as the Aggies, short for agriculturals. Okay. As of post-World War I, where they were previously called, although not officially, the Farmers. Okay, the Aggies is better than the Farmers. Yes. It was just like... We are Farmers. (laughs) It was like like their nickname had a nickname kind of thing. Yes. Uh-huh. You know. Um, Can I tell you what Aggies remind me of? What? Agatha Christie novels? (laughs) That's a good guess for me. That's such a good guess for me. Look at my good husband who knows. I love Agatha Christie. Um, No, when I was little, my dad used to, I'm not even sure what the context was. I guess, so my dad used to test um, fuel, right, Mm -hmm. in these big barges Mm -hmm. and ships and stuff. And I think in the course of doing that work, he was in a lot of, like, gravel because of he was just in it well no, you know by it. like i don't know <laughs> no. i don't know the context anyway he used to look for agate rocks okay and agate rocks are like pretty um like patterned rocks and when they're tumbled or polished they're very beautiful sure uh, you know some people actually collect rocks like a lot of people do of, yeah, plenty of people do different rocks and yeah, one, of would... our, one of our biggest listeners does. Yes. <laughs> one of our, our biggest friends. Yes, that too. Pod friends. Yeah, actually. Well, he's a geologist. He's he proper. He, he has degrees. <laughs> um, he has, like, degrees and shit. <laughs> but uh, my dad would call them Aggies. So okay. I always associate Aggies with Aggies. Okay. So when I think Aggies, I don't think agricultural. You th- you think I of, think Aggies. You think of your dad and rocks. Yeah, I do. But it's like a nice memory from childhood. Sure. The Texas A&M Aggies athletes compete in 18 varsity sports as a member of the Southeastern Conference, or SEC. Oh, they are in the SEC of the NCAA. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only for about 10 years. They 
did not used to be. But really? Anyway, that's so they've story. only recently, They're recently yes. been promoted. Yes. Were they? Uh, what was the? What's the? Uh, what's under NCAA? Talent wise. Uh, in football, it, it's uh, your, um, what is it called? Uh, oh, it's be, not you're, sequestered. It's no, a... it's it's your bowl eligible this, bowl eligible that. So it's right. Uh, I can't remember yeah, what they, they call it. I can't there remember the term. It used to be Division One, like and Division One AA was was like. So they're basically like Division Two, or they were basically not Division One. Who? What? The Aggies before. They oh no 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 no! They've always been Division One. They were just in a different conference. Oh that's, that's oh all. oh yeah. oh! I got it. I'm <laughs> yes. sorry. I thought you meant that they used to be basically worse mm-hmm. than they are now. Okay. Well, well they they are worse than they were at this time. <laughs> what conference are they in now? The Southeastern. I mean, conference. sorry. What conference were they in prior to the SEC? I think they were in the Big Twelve. The the conferences change about every dozen or so years. So anyway, which is the one you're? And I'm not. Uh no, that's the Big Ten. Okay. <laughs> that's the that's the like Midwest, the Northern Midwest uh, okay. schools like Michigan, Ohio State. So the, the Michigan upstate State. New Yorkers don't like the Midwest. We do not like the Midwest very much. How funny! Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a bit of a rivalry. I there. didn't know that. Yeah. You're like, no, we're the true the Northerners. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, Kinda. no, we are. Like, we play hockey better than you, eh? <laughs> and I look at our our mullets glisten better in the snow. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, so Texas A&M was the first public institution of higher education in Texas, and the school opened for classes on October 4th, 1876, yeah. as the Agricultural and Mechanical College, or Texas. Originally, the college taught no classes in agriculture, instead concentrating on classical studies, languages, literature, and applied mathematics. I'm sorry. So basically, this was an art school. <laughs> That's yeah. Language it was a liberal. It's a liberal arts, arts school. Yeah, a little yes. bit. But they called themselves not that at no. all. Well, at this time, they didn't call themselves anything except mm. for the agricultural and mechanical. But they did. That's not they what didn't, they specialized. But they in didn't at all. do either. Applied mathematics is sort it's of mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's not agricultural. No. <laughs> Classical literature, like no, that's not agricultural you know you need to read the cows you know like this would also be in the in the pasture and i thought about this when i was doing the research this was all would also be right around the time that texas is um reinstated into the union oh post uh yes the texas i almost said post cold war post civil war yes (laughs) um yeah texas was a part of the confederacy and it wasn't a. That does not shock me. No, it doesn't. Wouldn't that. shock anybody. I feel like they still are. Uh, no, they've always what they've always wanted, and I'm fine to give it to them oh, for the most part. You know, I agree. Except no, 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 no. I, I didn't listeners. finish what I was saying. Oh, okay. Is they want like their own independence, and it's that's kind of how you know Texas is. Like this, the country of Texas. They have their they have their own Capitol building, which is bigger than the one that's in Washington D.C. Really? Yes. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So they've kind of always wanted to be independent. Mm-hmm. I prefer that they stay in the United States, but you know, sometimes we have sometimes you get a you know set a bird free. We have some good, very progressive listeners in Texas that I feel I'm very sure, sorry. I for. am sure. <laughs> As is the case of pretty much anywhere in the yes, world. that's true. That 96% of the people in Texas are awesome. Mm. But, 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 it's the, but it's the 4% that run everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, well, that's that the, could that's sum the up problem. our country, to be fair. That, that could sum up the fucking world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, in any in any group or whatever, like, most, the, the, most the vast majority are cool. reasonable. But there's always the... Or can at least be talked to. Or just... Yeah, like, hang yeah. out with. Uh-huh. But there's always the couple, mm-hmm. three or four or five guys or mm-hmm. gals or a mix of, of the two mm-hmm. that's just fucks it up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just... Oh, my God. Oh, uh, just trying not to think of the dumpster fire our country is. But... <laughs> well... But I'm also reading The Sixth Extinction, so oh, it's sort of like go. the whole world is fucked, it's, so... It's, it's all a big dumpster fire. Yeah, we'll all be dead soon. That was really dark. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Sometimes I say things 
that I kind of think and believe, but I don't want to the, actually let just, people know you that. You should have seen the look on her face, too. Because <laughs> I'm kind of serious, but that's not... Uh, it's well, not it's, nice for me to put on other people. So, no, is not, everything's is cool. We love you guys. Yes, We're we fine. Do. Let's move on. So, after four years... This is we're going back to Texas A and M, in case anybody okay, was yes. wondering. So, eighteen seventy six, after four years. Yes, students could attain degrees in scientific agriculture, civil oh, okay. and mechanical engineering, and language and literature. Literature. So maybe they had plans, and that's Something why like they that. called them. Because four years is pretty quick. Yes. To reflect the institution's expanded roles and academic offerings, the Texas Legislature renamed the school to Texas A and M University in nineteen sixty three. Letters A&M, originally AMC, and short for Agricultural and Mechanical College, are retained as a tribute to the university's former designation. The main campus spans over 5,500 acres, and about one-fifth of the student body lives on campus. Texas A&M also has more than 1,000 officially recognized student organizations. That's not a lot of people living on campus, really. 20%? Uh, Maybe. I don't know what's average, though, but that's for a, for a giant school like this. It's, that's probably it's big. Is. That's true. The size, mm-hmm. but there are some colleges that have a lot of on-campus mm-hmm. students, and, and some lot, that have and, hardly any. I mean, NC State has a ton of off-campus. Mm-hmm. We all know where those neighborhoods are. Ours is one. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all we all know where those <laughs> NC State kids live off-campus. That's how I. That's how I feel I came across. You I didn't. Did a little bit. I didn't mean it that <laughs> that's way. Okay. I meant just like get off my lawn. <laughs> like we know where those neighborhoods are. You like that um, <laughs> Zac Efron movie? Uh, oh yeah, Neighbors. I think yes. it was called Neighbors, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't it? Uh, not Rose McGowan. What's her name? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, and they're nothing alike. I understand. And uh, Seth Rogen. Yes. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I never watched the second one. Same. But I made a rule a long like time ago. Yeah, I don't watch I the sequels. Do not watch comedy sequels. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Anyway. So we have 1,000 officially recognized student organizations, and many of the students also observe various university traditions which govern uh, conduct in daily life and sporting events. Mm-hmm. The university offers degrees in more than 130 courses of study wow. through 17 colleges and houses, <clears throat> 21 research institutes. So that you have Texas A&M, sense. you have Texas A&M. McNair, Texas, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like different satellite. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The big colleges mm-hmm. will have different campuses, yes. sure. Well, I went to Miami-Dade College. You did. Campus. Yep. There are multiple campuses. Campus As a, I. Campus I. <laughs> As a senior military college, Texas A&M is one of six American universities with a full-time volunteer corps of cadets who study alongside civilian undergraduate students. I so thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Sort of like ROTC. I, I guess I'm not completely understanding so, it. It's in that vein. Okay. So there are actual people in the armed forces who are going to school. But in, ROT, but in ROTC, you're studying with just your fellow you know, service Cadets members. Yes. Oh, okay. So are ROTC people like enlisted? In a sense, I don't know exactly how it yeah, works. Yeah, I'm but not sure either. We yeah, need, we need. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment to further on the mm-hmm. because I don't know much about it. Semper Fi, whatever. Hua. Well, that's Marines. I know that. Hua. <laughs> Who's Hua? That's Al Pacino. No. Hoorah. <laughs> Let's Ruha? stop. Let's. We're gonna. There's move. a hoorah. Yeah, thing. we're gonna we're gonna move on. Move on. That's my motto. <laughs> So the Aggie Bonfire was a long-standing annual tradition at Texas A&M as part of the college rivalry with the University of Texas at Austin or the Longhorns? Texas. Yep. Is this right? Or, or UT. This, right? this, that. Okay. Right there. Yeah. So horns. like an Hook, I love you in sign language without the hook'em horns. Is okay. What that. Well, NC State is the same thing except it is. with the with, little, little wolf, wolves. Wolf, we have wolf little thingy. wolves. This is working so well on a podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. Mm-hmm. People can see it clearly. If we were doing a live show, you, it would work. Can you hear what I'm seeing right now? <laughs> so the first bonfire was lit on November 18th, 1907. Again, college traditions always go back. Wow, that's to like, a long time. To especially with football, always go back to like the turn of last century. Well, like the big game mm-hmm. which we covered. That that's been a thing for over a hundred years. Yes. well over a hundred years. Uh, so they lit the bonfire to congratulate the team, uh, the football team, on a recent win. I 
I'm guessing f- that back then the bonfire really was just like a little thingy. I was just about to get. Oh, it I'm was, sorry. It was. Li- <laughs> it was initially literally lit with like trash that was strewn alongside the tree. So it was gotcha. just like a, almost like a prank in a way. Like, oh, we've got a bonfire. Woo! Of, yeah, here's lit- our, all our newspapers. A bonfire of trash would literally last like five minutes. Right. <laughs> this was not what our forefathers no. intended for the bonfire. It was not. Um, So they did that to congratulate the football team on a recent win. So the first on-campus bonfire was lit in 1909 to generate enthusiasm for a variety of sporting events. Like a pep rally thing. Yeah, pretty much. In 1919, the focus of the bonfire shifted to the annual football game between Texas A&M and the University of Texas. Go horns. Hook'em horns. Hook'em horns. Like that. Do they do they give each other little handshakes like this? They like might. pinky swear, but with the we can we can look up uh, we can look up Matthew McConaughey. He's a, he's an alum. Is he? He is. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Six years after that, the first known photos of the event were published in the school yearbook. So that's twenty three, nineteen twenty three, nineteen twenty five, twenty five. Up until oh, right. yep, up until nineteen ninety nine, students built a bonfire on campus each autumn, known to the Aggie community simply as bonfire. The event symbolized Aggie students, quote, burning desire to beat the hell out of TU, unquote. A derogatory nickname for the University of Texas. Wait, TU T- T- is... Texas University. It's like oh, a... Oh, instead yeah. of UT. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because well, because they feel that they are the University of Texas, because kind of in a way they are. They're the oldest they're college. They're the original it, yes. University of Texas, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Wow. Texas takes its sports... Oh, Seriously. Football? Especially college. <laughs> Fucking football. I mean, shit. I mean, you can go to a high school football game in Texas. Oh, well, that's Friday and, Night Lights shit, right? right? And, yeah. And you probably feel like you're watching like a Division One game. Clear eyes, hard hearts yeah. can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts. Clear eyes, full hearts. Hard hearts probably do lose. Probably <laughs> probably quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> If, if, if you that, just drop dead. That, I'm just like, yeah. If that, uh, if that bi- dro- clogged arteries. Yeah, if, that, if, that bi- if that biopsy doesn't work out. Clear hearts, cl- clogged clear arteries. Hearts always dead. Lose. I got you. You did. You're cry laughing. I am. <laughs> Because I need to. It's gonna uh, get horrible after this, isn't it? Yes. It I is. can see this shaping up very poorly, which is why I'm putting it off. Yes. Yes, which is a good strategy when you're a it's good thing you have the master. It's a good thing you had the, the tissues. Yes, in indeed. Alright, I d I don't even know where I left <laughs> off. Because <laughs> you made me because you made me cry. I laugh. know, I'm sorry. It's okay. We were at nineteen twenty five. Oh my god. Where am I? Okay, now I know okay. Alright. Okay. I've got it. <clears throat> so up until 1999, students built a bonfire on campus each autumn, simply known as Bonfire. Right, right. And then they called them TU. That's yes. Right. Uh-huh. The entire process for the build, get this, I, when I went into researching this, I was just like, well, I'll look up like how the build works. I didn't realize... It's like a it it could be almost a topic of its own. Oh god. I'm like I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like I left out a lot because I didn't want to There's like completely things. bog it down wow. to we know that there was at this point we all know that there was a disaster. Mm-hmm. I'll leave like the scientific and like That's fair. Yeah, I get that. Two people that want to do that. If anyone is a uh, an engineer. Uh, there's there's really it. a lot of information on it, which I was not like expecting. How they? Exactly. Oh yes, oh, wow. ev- everything. I'm going. I'm doing the outer the outer rim, the outer okay. edges. So there's stuff inside. Well, I guess there has to be because it can't just stand up. Yeah, with I'm, nothing inside. I'm just doing like an overview. Is of, there wood inside or? It's oh. all it's all wood. It's completely okay. Wood, okay. But. So they're not burning trash anymore. They are not. They have okay. not for a long time. Okay. Um. The entire process for the build takes roughly nine weeks. Wow. So they have to plan this months ahead. Yes, they do. And it is managed in five separate stages. Oh, my God. During the first week of October, the process of manually cutting down trees with an axe takes place and lasts roughly four weeks. Okay, so they don't just order a bunch of wood. I am guessing... I didn't go 
deep dive into it too much. I am guessing because they are an agricultural college. That they have. They have a forestry yeah. program, mm-hmm. so they probably grow trees, specifically knowing 30 years from now we're going to cut all those down. You know what? It the... makes so much sense that an agricultural and mechanical university would go to these lengths. Yes. Because just, to, just to see what with they... agricultural and mechanical yes. nerds who are like, yes, this is my jam. Yeah, and I'm sure they did like horticulture yeah. and like they all kinds all of... They know that shit. Yeah. And like you have to age the wood like this yeah. and do this. You it know. has to be in the proper sunlight and mm-hmm. at this time of year. And then sometimes you want to put a blanket on it and mm-hmm. sometimes you want to take it off at night. And it's like, what the fuck? Right. It's like... <laughs> Nature and mechanical nerds <laughs> yes. you do not want to mess with. They know their no. shit. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, so that's just the first four weeks. Is, okay. And it's tradition to, you don't use a chainsaw, you cut they, the... Tr- they handsaw. No, they cut it down with a fucking axe. Oh, they don't even like reciprocal no. person on one No, end. that's why it takes four weeks. Oh my god, how many people do they have working on I, that? That I did not get into. Hopefully this is this dozens. is the overview. Oh, no, maybe it's, way way more than dozens. Maybe it's part of like their semester project. It probably is. Where they go out there, you know, there is part of it that kind of sounds satisfying. Going in and like hand chopping wood, you know. These are big trees too. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. It sounds tiring. And yes. Like it would make you sore too. Yeah. So for I the, feel sore. <laughs> yeah. Already. After I researched this, I was just like, damn. Well, they're so, also like 19 They years, are, so. but still. <laughs> They've got a little more I, I cannot make the claim that I've uh, chopped down a tree with an axe. Not even like a little like a spruce tree that was like an inch wide. You've I've never even done that. You've attempted to split wood, though. Uh, I have, yes. Yeah. And uh, somebody's attempting to get in. That's Demetrius. It's, it's about food time. It's about we'll, feeding time. We'll be breaking soon anyway, so... <laughs> When we do that, we will feed them, <laughs> and the clawing will stop. So for the next three weeks after that, the logs that are chosen for the build, again, they're not all... Wow, so they go through the trouble of hacking down these trees, splitting them I into guess. logs, and, and then, then like, they have like a, a quality control. Like a process after that, yeah. yeah. So the logs that are chosen for the build are wired into place against the center pole. Oh, uh, okay, so there's a pole in the middle. Yes. And they're wired. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next two weeks are used to build the six levels of the bonfire, oh and on the final day, known as the burn, uh-huh. obviously, feel the burn. The entire structure is doused with jet fuel. <gasps> what? And, yes. And I guess they're they're affiliated how, with NASA. Well, and how big the structure is. Yeah, you're you're not going to put like gallons of lighter fluid. No. On. Do they get the jet fuel from NASA? <laughs> they might. I mean, who knows? <laughs> or they might make it. Who knows? Oh, that's that's fair. Uh, so. The entire structure is doused with jet fuel and lit either one or two nights before the annual football game against Texas uh, University. Let it marinate. Yes. And all I can think of is, after I was doing the research on this, is like, the structure itself, like, I mean, just look at the picture. Look how impressive yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, can you imagine building that in nine weeks and then lighting it on fire? Yeah, that is all <laughs> like, isn't it? I'd be like, what are you fucking... I'm like, no! But they know from the beginning that that's what it's <laughs> that for. That they're just going to build it again. That's crazy. It is. You're right. It's. You know what? It's Because almost- it's not... Like, if anybody... It, like, I implore people to just look up pictures of this just so you can get a sense of how big it is. And that's literally done in nine weeks, and it's lit on fire. You know and what, then they though? do it it's again. It's almost like performance art. In a sense. Because there are forms of art that... People know, like, this is temporary, and it will disappear. And and that's part of the performance art. And I feel like this kind of falls in that category. A little bit. That it's a little bit of art. It's like yeah. a sculpture Pretty that much. you smash. Yes. Or light on fire with jet for. fuel. Yes. <laughs> the bonfire was traditionally lit around Thanksgiving in conjunction with festivities surrounding the annual football game. Like homecoming? No, Pretty homecoming much. Like, in, the, in that sense. Yeah. In that of, sense. Yeah, okay. Um, early bonfires were little more than piles of trash, as I mentioned previously, mm-hmm. but the event gradually became more organized and eventually grew to an immense size, setting the world record in 1969 oh my goodness. at 109 feet and 10 inches tall. Oh my God. <laughs> there so are they pictures t- of that too. A, like 11 stories? Yeah. Holy shit. Out of concern for safety of the participants and the overall community... The university limited oh, its height good. to a mere 55 feet. 
Well, and you know what? That's good. While, that's while good. maintaining a width of 45 feet. So that's what Ooh, you see in that okay. picture. Okay. 55 feet high, 45 feet wide. I'm sure there's like geometry left. Oh, yes. That. Oh, I yeah. I mean, these are, these are math people. Yes. In 1978, the design of the bonfire changed from its traditional teepee style, which is what set the world record. That's the so craziest that's like thing about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Was, those were 110 long foot poles? Those were, that was 11 stories high. Holy shit. In 1978, the design of the bonfire... Uh, changed to a wedding cake style in which yeah, that's what it, it does look like. This, tiered. Yep, exactly. It's tiered, yeah. In which upper stacks of logs were placed on top of lower, wider stacks. Okay. Injuries were not uncommon in the oh, building boy. process, known as the cut, which we just got into. Yeah. Well, it's not logging is a very dangerous. It is occupation, dangerous as shit. Let alone doing it like, yes. for funsies. One person previously died as well before Ooh. the incident. We're discussing. Which happened in 1981 when student Wiley Keith Jopling was killed when he was run over by a tractor. Oh, oh, that's awful. However, since 2002, a student-sponsored coalition has constructed an annual unsanctioned off-campus student bonfire in the spirit of its predecessor. And I've looked, it's not, it's like a ceremonial thing. Okay, so they're not they're doing not, They are not doing, they are not doing an engineering marvel. Okay. Which is what that kind of is. It is. It's really impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they're just doing like a little side thing. Okay. So, we are about to get into the details of the collapse. At approximately 2.42 a.m. the following day after construction of the bonfire began on November 18th, the 59-foot high or 18-meter high stack consisting of 5,000 logs, roughly collapsed during construction due to what subsequent investigations confirmed was ex- confirmed was excessive internal stress on the logs due to an inadequate if I can flip the page an here. inadequate an inadequate what <laughs> an inadequate wiring job oh so it wasn't the design necessarily it was actually the construction mm-hmm. fault within minutes of the collapse word of the accident spread among students in the community and immediately after the collapse, emergency uh, medical technicians and trained first responders of the Texas A&M Emergency Care Team, or oh. TAMECT, I think is okay. <laughs> how it's pronounced, maybe. Okay. A student-run, which is a student-run volunteer service, who oh. staffed each stage of construction and administered first aid to the victims. Wow, that's really awesome that yes. they had, like... Student volunteers. Volunteer response team. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that was extremely traumatic for mm-hmm. the volunteers. But, but they, they stepped up. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, TAMECT alerted the university police and the university EMS, who dispatched all remaining university medics and requested mutual aid from surrounding agencies. Good. Yeah. In addition to the mutual aid received from the College Station and Bryan, Texas EMS Fire and Police Departments, members of Texas Task Force 1... The state's, elite, uh, the state's elite emergency response team arrived to assist the rescue efforts as well. Kind of like the SWAT of EMS. That's how it makes... I mean, the Texas Task Force 1. Texas Task... That's hard... <laughs> a Texas Task is hard to say. Texas Tax... <laughs> not Tax. Texas Task Force 1. What if it was the Texas Tax Task Force? <laughs> you, who knows? What if it was Maybe the one Texas day. Tech... Tax Task Force. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately, this was like a, you know, like you said, like the SWAT team of recovery. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Which I'm glad the resource was there, but it's too bad that they needed it to begin with. Yeah. Rescue operations took over 24 hours. Mm -hmm. The pace was slowed by the decision to remove many of the logs by hand. For fear that using oh, heavy equipment to yeah. remove them would cause further collapses, resulting in further injuries and perhaps death to those who were still trapped. That's so hard. I feel like that's a catch-22 if you're trying to make that decision. Uh, like, yeah. we can move faster, but it could actually hurt more people. So I think you move slower. Yeah. I mean, I get but it. But you've got to make that. But you, you don't know lose people in the process. Because you didn't move fast slow. enough. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's, oh, that's there's no good answer to that. No. Aside from, don't do more damage to some. Yeah, no, yeah, no there's yeah. no good answer. No, to there's that. no that's good so answer. Hard. It's oh, it's that's, it's, that's it's so traumatic. It is <laughs> quite literally a judgment call. 
It is, yeah. From years of experience, and hopefully. Yes, you know. and let's hope it works out for the best. Yeah. Although you'll never know how it works out if the you do it the other way. Yeah, that's right. So even if it turns out poorly, you don't know it could have turned out worse the other way. So students, including the entire Texas A&M football team, and many oh, members, wow. many members of the university's Corps of Cadets, we got into them mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Rushed to the site to assist rescue workers oh, with the manual because they had to manually yeah, remove to logs. Oh. So of course that's, you want the football team to show up. And those are big, strong, big, strong Yeah, we're not. T- look at the size of these logs. Yeah, no, these it's are taking these are like tree trunks basically. Yes, it's taking twenty people who are the size of offensive linemen to probably move one of them. <laughs> well, maybe not that much, but it's definitely. Hard going. Yeah. Well, and if they're collapsed, it's like pickup sticks. You have to like remove the ones on top first. We are and... we are going to get into that in just a little okay. bit. But that's really awesome that they stepped up. Like it sounds like a good everybody, community response. It sounds like to me everybody who could did. Oh, that's great. That's that's really good. The Texas A and M Civil Engineering Department was also called onto the site to examine uh, and help workers determine the order mm-hmm. in which to remove the logs so that they could be safely removed, and at the request of the Texas Forest Service, Steely Lumber Company in Huntsville, Texas, sent log-moving equipment and operators. It sounds like it was all hands on deck and everybody Mm -hmm. really pitched in. That's That's exactly what it was. In the end, of the 58 current and former students working on Mm -hmm. the project, 12 were killed and 27 were injured. Some seriously. Oh, that's terrible. That's almost 20%, or actually slightly more than 20%, technically. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, fatalities. That's terrible. That's a lot of people to die in such a random thing. John Comstock was the last living person to be removed from the stack. Oh, wow. He spent months in the hospital following amputation of his left leg and partial paralysis of his right side. Oh, my goodness. Comstock, however, returned to A&M in 2001 to finish his degree. Good for him. So just two years later. Very good. At noon that day, because remember the the actual incident happened in the middle, middle of the, of the middle of the morning, basically two forty two. I'm guessing because it was such a big project, they were it's, working around the clock. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at noon, students held an impromptu prayer service in Aww. the center of campus at Rudder Foundation, or at Rudder Fountain. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know what that is, but okay. An official memorial service was held less than seventeen hours later. Um, after the collapse, over sixteen thousand mourners, including then packed, <coughs> including. Uh, sorry, I messed that up. That's okay. Uh, over sixteen thousand mourners uh, packed Reed Arena, Reed Arena, to pay tribute to those who died and those who had spent all day working to rescue the injured. Is that the football? I, that's not, I think that's the basketball, basketball arena. No, the football stadium is called something else. Okay. We'll, we'll get into oh, Kyle Field. That's okay. right. On November 25th, 1999, the date that the bonfire would have burned, Aggies instead held a vigil and remembrance ceremony. Well, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. Over 40,000 people lit candles and observed up to two hours of silence at the stadium Wow. Uh, at the site of the collapse before wow. walking to Kyle Field, which is apparently a tradition. That's a that's a bit, actually a very nice memorial, mm-hmm. and it, getting anybody to be quiet for two hours. Right. Jesus. At the stadium, fans relit their candles as the Parsons Mounted Cavalry fired the Aggie mm-hmm. cannon twelve times, once for each victim. Aww. The following day, the Aggies upset the Texas Longhorns, winning the game by a score of twenty to sixteen. Oh, that's nice. The game began with a flyover of F sixteen uh. jets, all piloted by former A and M students. Oh. In the missing man formation. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're a big military school, or a lot of military people are going mm-hmm. to the school, so that's good. And what is... The, so the missing man formation, there's like one plane missing? Yes. Okay. It's supposed to be like a... A v? The center. Yes, a perfect okay. V, but on the left side, there's always one plane missing. Okay. I've seen it at a couple of football games. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty... Uh, yeah. Moving? Yeah, yeah, I would I say. I see it being moving. I would say. Yeah. The precision it takes to, to do have that, that yes. missing and it's very precise. aircraft, yeah. At halftime, the Texas Longhorn Band, remember this is the, the rival, the rival uh-huh. dedicated their performance to the students Aww. killed and injured in the collapse by playing Amazing Grace and Taps. Aww. 
Then removing so nice. their white hats in a show of respect Aww. as they walked off the field. Oh, that's so kind. Mm-hmm. That's uh, this. Uh, this is like a terrible tragedy with a beautiful. For every, like, it's a terrible for everyone. It is terrible for everybody. Nobody wants anybody like to at die the, like at, that. At, like on that day, it doesn't really matter what school you go yeah. to, you know, or what part of Texas you're from. Right. For that day, and for right. probably the following, but you know, yeah. there's natural in-state. State-state rivalries, yeah. coastal rivalries, but mm-hmm. when stuff like this happens, That's, you set that aside. The The memorial part of this is all very touching. Yes. It's very nice. So, of course, we have an investigation, and it, it, yeah, and it like, wasn't very... It's still going on. I'm very interested. We are, we are going to get into <laughs> <I'm> that. <sure. laughs> um, so the, the investigation itself did not take very long. Um, it was kind of clear... Like, wow. right away, just from... The... Well, you figure there's yes. something structural going yes. on. Because it's, it's, it could be one of and, two and things. We'll, well, we'll get into what oh, okay. it was. Okay. Yes. So, a commission created by Texas A&M University discovered that a number of factors led to the bonfire collapse, including what I mentioned earlier. The wire. Excessive internal stresses. Oh, okay. Which was kind of due to the wiring. Okay. Uh, on the logs, and inadequate containment strength in the wiring used to tie the logs together. Okay. Wiring broke after logs from upper tiers were wedged into lower tiers. So essentially oh. what that means, uh-huh. the force of the top log, the logs on top, yeah. wedging into the bottom logs mm-hmm. essentially caused the bottom logs to explode like outward. outward. Okay. So it's just like instead of like a stack, it was more like a wedge and that wedge and just, just like overstressed. A yeah. And then that split because, caused a... Because even strong wire... Like, what you're doing, if you're getting it at an angle where the bottom is going to slip, like, that wire is only meant to, like, kind of hold it out, really, mm-hmm. not to hold the inside. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, know you're... taxes. I don't know <laughs> mechanical engineering. So. But, you, I mean, you've got the right idea. Mm. I mean, it's everything has to fit in a certain way together, right. and if it's... Even if it's the small, stressed in a way that it's not built that to be it's not stressed. made to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a response, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, mm. this was the response. Like it, the wood kind of imploded in on itself, yeah. which caused the bottom row of wood to so explode. So it's kind of like outward. a top-down effect, a and then, tumble, and then yeah. yeah. Ooh, so that I'm guessing that the people who were killed and injured. Or like on the top parts, or they were, on the or, inside, or I get the I get the sense that they were just around it because I, most of it's it had been fall at a large distance, being that and size. very quick. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and if it happens like that, then yeah, and the size of those logs, running. if one is coming at you, like you're not going to get out of or the way. Or if one of was it. rolling, it could roll over you. Yep. Or oh, yeah. that's it's almost like a a landslide mm-hmm. of logs. Yeah, which that's is horrible. That's something you want to experience. And these logs are no joke. No, these logs are huge. tree trunks, basically. Yeah. So the Texas Board of Pro- Professional Engineers announced in two th- in the year two thousand that the Aggie Bonfire met the requirements to be considered a complex construction project, oh. subject to regulation under state oh, engineering laws, yeah. and when thus <clears throat> and would mm. um, further have had to be designed and overseen by a professional engineer along with the student body. So they're like, look, we don't want to take this away from the students. That's cool. But you have to have a pro yes. there with you. Consulting. Like a, yes. <laughs> Guiding. Like a pro pro. Yeah. That this is enough of a structure that it's basically like you're look building at, I something. I mean, look at it. It's a building. Yeah. Like if you want to, it's a structure. It's yeah. a very tall That goes up structure. in nine weeks. Yeah. So I think that's extremely reasonable to yes. be like, "Hey, look, you, you got to have a this. professional on site. Yeah, you need a you need someone who's qualified who can like like even to be like, "Hey, kids, you come up with the plans, and then I'll I'll take figure a look out at a way them. to yeah, <laughs> and we'll be like, we'll okay, I'll figure out a way to execute. I see an issue yeah. here, whatever. Yeah, it needs to be more of a mentoring opportunity yeah. and less of a." Just leave it to people still learning. And they're for, still learning. I mean, for almost, uh, I mean, for almost, for over 90 years, the students on, on their own it were worked, fine. right? Well. Not it, fine. It worked. There were pr- it, there, this yes. didn't happen before. True. But it really could have happened at any point. Anytime. Especially when they were building a 109 foot tall one. Which was in the shape of a teepee. Oh my God. Which is, I can't even. That's There like are pictures of it though. It, it is. 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. This is where we're getting into yeah, do litigation. Yeah, they still do this and all that? I'm interested in that. So, parents of students injured or killed in the collapse filed lawsuits against yeah. Texas A&M officials, including President Ray Bowen, Vice President of Student Affairs Jay Malone Southern, Sutherland, and the university itself. I have a question for you. What? And I know this is hard because we're not parents or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, say a loved one mm-hmm. died in this way, how would you feel in terms of, like... I don't, I don't know, and I don't I know, even want so to think complex, about it. I know, it's so complex, isn't it? I don't even it? want to think about it. I know, and it is a really hard thing and to I think about. And I don't know where I would wind up. I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I think, like, I'm not going to throw shade at anybody in this situation because I, on one hand, I absolutely understand that instinct to be like, I trusted that my kid was going to be safe here. And you fucked up. Because mm-hmm. you should have been watching us better. I get that. I completely get at the, that. I'll say this. At the very least, like, thankfully, thankfully, if this had happened to me and my child survived, right. I'd be like, you're paying for, for the medical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll, and we'll, that. And we'll call it even. That's true, because that. there's very real... <sighs> And funeral costs, burial costs, well, and think of medical the one, treatment. The well, last yeah, student we talked about who was removed, he he was paralyzed on one side of his body yeah. and his leg on his other side of the body was amputated. So and I can also that's, that's going to affect him medically for the rest of his life. Yes, absolutely. It's disabled him. Yes. And I can also see being like, okay, you want now you want to go back to um, Texas A&M? That's cool. They're fucking paying for it. They are going to, so, yeah. you are getting a free fucking ride there. You know, like, I get that. I, I do, I do really get that. It's one of those, like, you know, would you watch the execution of someone who murdered the person? You, you know, like, it, the these horrible situations that people are put in, I don't think there's a right answer. Horrible situations that, thankfully, very, very few, few of us really get in. to experience. That's true. You know, so, but, therefore, the rest of us can't really judge them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, so, we're, okay, so, yes, that parents of the injured and, and killed sued not mm. only the, the president, the school itself, right. and the president of student affairs. Sorry, I know I throw that's you okay. off because the girl interrupts the dude a lot. That's <laughs> okay. Mm. So, in one of the six lawsuits, plaintiffs allege that AM officials violated the bonfire victims' right of due process by placing those victims in a quote-unquote state-created danger by not ensuring the bonfire's structural integrity and by allowing unqualified students to work on the stack. That's a reasonable That's a argument. point. Like, why you know? didn't you at least have a faculty member, like, yeah. overseeing it? Like, a, a licensed tradition and, and people, there had never been, like, well, you know this what, kind too? of problem Well, you know what, too? There was before. a slow evolution that built this. Sure. So you can see how it sort of snuck up on the school. Now, I am not... I think fucking academia is rife with problems. So I'm the last one to go, like, to a college's aid in, like, administration... But I do see how it gradually evolved as a as a tradition. Yeah. And I can see where it sort of flew under the radar yeah. in terms of like, are we really annually evaluating this? It's like a, it's like every year somebody builds a a six foot high six foot high a six story right. high uh, building made out of wood and, and uh, that's just terrible. Yeah. Ha- well, there was one there, person who died. One person that died, but that was ancillary. That wasn't because of the... That's true. So... Yeah. And there, are, there had been plenty of injuries before that, but mm-hmm. nothing like this. Mm-hmm. You know. So the plaintiffs, meaning the parents, yeah. pointed to a $2 million liability policy the university obtained oh. in 1996 in accidental death and dismemberment. Uh, dismemberment uh, dismemberment dismemberment thank you (laughs) insurance policies that the university obtained for student workers as early as 1987 as proof that the administrators knew of the dangers of the bonfire wait was it specific to the bonfire what we're about okay 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 yeah so texas a&m maintains that the insurance policies were actually purchased by an advisory committee to the bonfire and not the university itself oh that's like a little technical on May and probably on purpose. Yeah. On May twenty yeah. first, yeah, they're like, you guys buy this. How about we you all do it. Yeah. We all know what it's we for. Know what it's for yeah. But it won't be attached to us. 
On October 28th, 2008, or I'm sorry, on May 21st, 2004, U.S. Federal Judge Samuel Kent dismissed all claims against the Texas, Texas A&M officials. Mm. On October 28th, 2008, so this is nine years, yeah. almost nine years after the tragedy, Texas A&M settled the final lawsuit filed against them by the victims and their families. The university agreed to pay $2.1 million and promised that if the bonfire returned to campus, the engineering oversight would be provided. So it, it had not come... Like they had not built a bonfire since at that they point. Have, they have not. Oh, still? No. Well, I, well I, I talked about like they did a little on-site thing off-site thing that students did right not i didn't know that was ongoing i didn't yes. i thought that was just that year no. i mean i get it i understand why that tradition would maybe need to end at that mm-hmm. point um a 90-year tradition mm-hmm. wow. and that was the story wow. of the 1999 texas a&m bonfire collapse wow very sad that is it is that um what, what, is, it? what is that A lot of weird stuff has been happening on the computer. A little bit. Anyway. It's recording. We're recording. Yes, are we? Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, computer freak out. Anyway. Um, the fact that they took out an insurance policy, but $2 million doesn't seem like enough. No, no, no. That was what they, that's what the university paid out. Or, I'm no, sorry. They, yes, they that's, got that, that is, and that's what a two million dollar. That's also what they ended up paying yes. out. So, yes. like, they they came out just fine, um, but it it does kind of seem like if depending on the details, if it was surrounding, like there was facts established that the reason they got that policy was not just for general liability purposes for AD&D, but for the bonfire. One, it doesn't seem like quite enough, although maybe they weren't expecting anything this bad to happen. And two, that they would have known that, well, they suspected that something this bad, well, something that something could happen, maybe not this bad. Sure. That's why you get the policy. Yeah. Just in case. That's just... But I mean, but honestly, who knows? Ugh. Like, it's easy to say, like, oh, it was... Mm-hmm. But it could have been for a legitimate don't reason. I really, you know. ultimately. I'm not one to give much leeway to no. academic administration, but still. Um, you know, after two weeks of doing, like, lighthearted topics, it really fucking sucks to be like... Oh, and then 12 people died. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And 12, 27 were, 27 mo- most of them, seriously injured. Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't seem like something you get out of with a bruise. Or a concussion. Or yeah. It's like, no, you broke bones. Mm-hmm. At the at the least. Yeah. Well, hey, even a concussion is nothing to That's true. laugh at. Um, I'm not going to mention names because, one, I forgot gotten exactly who and two because they may not want it to be mentioned publicly but one of our um facebook discussion group members was in a very bad car accident did you see that Mm -hmm. on yeah um got hit by a drunk driver and suffered a concussion but otherwise was okay thankfully but it was still just like you know concussion's not something to laugh at especially these days fortunately it's well fortunately that's not the right word but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um multiple concussions is really what what's um a concern uh for most people but like i don't know where i was going (laughs) anyway um this is terrible (laughs) this is a terrible podcast why do we do this? I don't know, you're, but you're saying it while you're laughing, so. I am, and especially because I came up with a whole reasoning for it this morning <laughs> in my swim thoughts that I will present in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we, we can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's sad. Um, I. I'm, I don't know why I was surprised that they don't still do the bonfire, 
But of course, it makes perfect. You know why I was surprised? Because it makes sense that they don't. And usually people do the exact opposite of what makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean. They actually did. I mean, satire is kind of dead at this point. Yeah, right? I mean, it really is. (laughs) It is. It's gone. Yes. Do they still do, like, did you see anything about them, like, annually doing anything? Or, like, every 10 years or something? No, off campus, they, they did, like, their... No, I know they did that, I guess... Do they every year in place of the bonfire? Probably, okay. probably. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't go to Clemson. Mm-hmm. I vicariously went to Clemson. That's the word I right. was looking for. Mm-hmm. So, and there are traditions sure. that even though you don't go to school there, like mm-hmm. you, you know what they are if you mm-hmm. hang out there enough. And it's probably, I'm sure it's something like that goes on yeah or like a little memorial at thing fraternity houses i'm mm-hmm. sure it does at sororities probably as well well interestingly now anyone who well of of average attendance age for college which is typically like 18 to 22 weren't alive when this they were happened, not no <laughs> which is wild yeah the current student body at texas a&m no like yeah, pretty much. Maybe none or very few of them. Yeah, maybe some of the old, older. Yeah, were alive when this happened. Of, but tech only technically, like they were yeah. infants or whatever. Obviously, they're non-traditional students, older students or whatever. But um, but yeah, so that's even more so. So in their lifetime, this has it's, a generation it's like a generation out. of yes, yeah. of separation of this. So so the bonfire was like a twentieth century phenomenon. Yeah, and now it's not. Which I think is good. But yeah, they shouldn't do that. It's really fucking depressing. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know why I'm blaming you when I'm the one who's pitched this whole podcast to you. <laughs> well, we thought of it together. But yeah. uh, but I thought we had... I mean, again, I just heard this mentioned in passing from mm-hmm. a YouTube show that I, yeah. that I watch. And I was like, man, I'm like, I remember that. Like, huh. I, I mean, I... I don't. I don't yeah. have memory of this. But yeah. you would have been I was 20... around that age yeah. and and in in a college town. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it would have been 20, really was, pertinent to I you. I was 22 yeah. when this happened. It would have been really mm-hmm. relevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was. Like, I, when it happened, I didn't know really. I was not a college football fan at all until I moved mm-hmm. to that part of, a, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> of the United States. Yeah. The Southeast. But, um. But yeah, I remember like not knowing much about Texas A&M, knowing nothing about the tradition, but just the fact that a bunch of students got killed. I mean, there are, I mean there are so many parties and just so many like football games to like we're just who knows what could have happened. You know, and it's just like everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like until it isn't. So That's a, yeah, cuz like, there are many tragedies every day. Yeah. There are many tragedies every fucking minute. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, everything's okay until it's not. Yeah. That is sort of what, that's the human But that's experience. how, that's, that's how you gotta, <laughs> I mean, if you're constantly focused on nothing is okay until it is, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna be a rough life. That's true. That's true. And that could explain a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was a that was a good choice of topic. That that was definitely an interesting one. I looked when we were taking our break. I looked um, at the spreadsheet Alex suggested. Oh, nice. Okay. The, the... Well, not nice, but you know, right. <laughs> good suggestion. Thank yes. you, Alex. Um, yeah. No, that was that was terrible. Yes. Thank you. Well done. All right. I, I'm not sure if I should say you're welcome. <laughs> like. <laughs> So that was the story, let me see if I can do it by memory, of the 1999 Texas A&M bonfire. Collapse. Collapse. Yes. And this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week.